0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hello and welcome back to Charleston Wine and Food Festival. I'm Kat Johnson. I'm with Heritage Radio Network. And we are bringing you live interviews all day long, starting right now and going until 5 p.m. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors for making our trip from Bushwick, Brooklyn to Charleston Possible, Springer Mountain Farms, Big Green Egg, the Julia Child Foundation, and Wisconsin Cheese. So to start things off for day two, it's Saturday, March 3rd. We are here at the Springer Mountain Farms Campfire, and I'm going to pass things off to Sam Ruby, host of The Grape Nation, who's going to be in conversation for the next few minutes with Chef Savannah Sasser. Um, all right, Sam, take it away.
2: Thank you, Kat. I'm Sam Ben Ruby. I'm from the Grape Nation on the Heritage Radio Network. We are broadcasting live from the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. We are at the Heritage Radio Network TP, our broadcast center, in the middle of the Culinary uh, Village. So if you're in town, come by. If not, enjoy all the shows during the day. I have the great opportunity to talk to and she's standing right next to me, Savannah Sasser. Savannah is the chef at Hampton and Hudson in Atlanta. Yes. All right, so I wanna cover a bunch of things. You know, we'll get to everything. So tell me about Hampton and Hudson. Tell me the type of restaurant, what you're doing there, how long you've been there.
1: Um, I have been there for about a year, come March. It is a community gastropub. We have um, 32 taps, um, local, sustainable as much as possible, supporting Springer, Brasstown Farms, um, Greener Fields Together, which is a really cool program where I don't have to specifically ask for it to be local. If it's local, they can, get, they can send it vegetables, which is very helpful to a chef
2: so we'll get in in a minute your background in the whole gastropub bowling alley food and everything you know how you evolved it but i just want to talk about you you grew up in alabama montgomery and you said your mom was you were by her side as she was cooking so do her influences do they show up to what you're doing now
1: Oh, definitely. So she was, um, both of my parents were in the military, but, um, she kind of, once they got divorced, she stayed in the military and she was there when they were just, uh, putting women and men in barracks. So she always taught me to be super strong. And if you hit a boy, he has the right to hit you back. Okay. So I learned pretty on that I was not different than any other guy. And it's, it's kind of just led me to keep my head down, focus on what I'm doing and just feed people.
2: All right, so we know in a fist fight you could hold your own, but just tell me on the cooking side, I mean, was there anything specific or type of cooking or style that that she had an influence on? No, No,
1: I don't have that beautiful story. I wish I did like so many chefs that are like, oh, I grew up cooking with my grandmother. No, my mom was a single parent. She made sure there was a protein, vegetable, and starch on the plate. I just got more of the aspect of what food is sitting at the table and and that
2: aspect. So you were, you were formally trained. You went yes. to a cooking school. I did. Uh, Le Cordon Bleu.
1: Yes, in, in Pittsburgh. In
2: Pittsburgh. Yep. It's funny, like Le Cordon Bleu sounds so elegant.
1: And then it's Pittsburgh. It's in
2: Pittsburgh. Hey, right? it's come
1: a long way. It's yeah. no longer the Rust Belt. <laughs> All
2: right, so you did, uh, you did your culinary school there, and then I wanted to get back to it. You kind of got into this interesting path, which is gastropub, brewpub. You know, when people perceive that food as, you know, typical, typically greasy French fries, burgers. But let's (laughs) talk about how you approached it and you know, what you did and how you evolved it and how it came to Hampton and Hudson.
1: Yeah, um, well, I got my start down at Twain's, which is a, a actual brew pub. They were the first ones in, in Decatur, Georgia. Um, and so I wanted the food to mimic the great beer that they're, you know, they're putting into it. They take all this time to brew this beer. Beer
2: pairing. Yes. We like that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it's important to what you put in your body, and I'm lucky that indicator that's important. So it's easy for me to do right. from uh, butchering whole hogs, and then also I do um, a vegan Sunday supper once a month at well, Hampton and Hudson. To,
2: so I, I want to get to that. I'm um, sorry. No, no, I'm no, no, no. Too
1: far ahead. I, that's no, no, me. no, no. Always doing I think it.
2: one of the interesting <laughs> things about you is that you were and were vegan for a long time.
1: I was vegetarian. I was vegetarian for two years, um, but then I went to White Oak Pastures and saw um, how they, the whole entire process from growing to the finish and what you see at a grocery. So it was important to me to see the animals and also going to Springer and seeing how they develop the animals and that there's actual farmers. There's not mass production. And that kind of uh, led me to... Okay, we're going to the fire, everyone. Yes, we're going
2: to the fire. I'm sorry. I
1: like it. Um, just to see the whole entire process. And, and now I can eat because I, I'm not just eating commercial.
2: So you may be one of the few people I know that went from vegan to meat. Because all my friends are going from meat to vegan.
1: Yeah, the they way- and there's nothing wrong. I would say... Six days out of the week, I, t- I still eat vegetarian. It's okay. really hard for me to give up eggs. I love them. They're beautiful. But you
2: you also mentioned you do a vegan dinner. Yes. Right? So, you, yes. like you said, you stay to your roots. You still eat vegan. Yeah. What's that? That's at uh, Hampton and uh, Hudson. You yep. do the vegan dinner?
1: Yeah. We just did our seventh one last Sunday. I do it. Um, we were doing it once a month, and I might have to go back because they were all like, when are you doing it again? But it is a family style, and it pairs with beers. so then you can actually have vegan beer which not everyone's aware that a lot of beers are not vegan.
2: All right, so quickly, let's talk about a typical menu. I'm just intrigued with what vegetables I'm eating with what beers. So give me, like, the first two, three courses. Uh,
1: What did I do last week? Uh, So last week was an Italian theme. So I did an eggplant caponata on a veggie cracker. Um, and then I I did a chickpea and meatball chickpea meatballs meatball. with a sunflower Alfredo because when you grind up the sunflower with just a little bit of veg stock it it makes this super creamy sauce and then house made vegan gluten free pasta
2: and what kind of beers
1: what beers that one was with Creature Fum- Comforts I think. Uh, Woo! Yes, big fan of creature comforts. Uh, it's funny because one of the owners, David Stein, I was actually there with him at Twain's when he did the first Tropicalia and the Cocoa Bunny. Um, so, Tropicalia, Cocoa Bunny goes really well with that, the tiramisu that I did, which was uh, coconut based and just um, some vegan cookies on the bottom soaked in coffee.
2: Okay. All right, so we're going to wrap up, but I wanted to ask you one other thing. You do something very cool for our little furry friends. You do sort of this canine crowd get-together meal thing or whatever. Just <laughs> yeah. tell me quickly about that. You, so you we, bake doggy treats and all? I
1: do bake doggy okay. treats. We, we all like that. Yeah, I'm in Inman Park where dogs are important. They're a part of their family. So um, every a couple of months we do a doggy, what is it called, doggy daycare or whatever. We did where Santa came and you could take pictures with the doggies. They get frustrated. Um, Treats like with apple and sweet potato. And so uh, they come uh, one or two times a year. Nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. Giving it back to the little four-legged friends. That's adorable. All right, before I let you go, um, we are at the Springer Mountain Farms chicken.
1: Campfire confessions.
2: Right. So what I want to know before we leave, so everybody has a chance to taste your delicious cooking, what are we preparing today?
1: Um, so I took uh, Springer chicken thighs and brined them in sweet tea bourbon. So we're going to grill them and then do uh, top it with a blackberry and jalapeno sauce that I made and a little bit of apple and Napa cabbage slaw.
2: Sounds great. All right, Savannah Sasser, I want to thank you for taking time to talk to us on the Heritage Radio Network. We want to thank Savannah. Savannah's at Hampton and Hudson in Atlanta. We want to thank our sponsor, Springer Mountain Farms Chicken, of which Savannah is going to be preparing um, for the next few hours. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the Grape Nation. Thank you.